0: Welcome to and unimaginable life. <laughs> you I was okay, ready? Un- okay. Welcome
1: to and unimaginable life. <laughs> okay, my turn. I got to start. Welcome to and unimaginable life. Two. What we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to tell some unimaginable stories mixed in with white light channeling sessions, Chrissy's medium sessions, maybe an interview here or there, all kinds of fun stuff. We even may have some live shows too. So if you're interested in checking that out, leave a comment and we may leave some ideas about how to how to be on this show live. Anyway, this today is going to be one of those unimaginable stories. We have hundreds of them. We're gonna start with the most believable of them. And this one happened a few months ago. We were at a resort for an event and we meet this couple, Scott and Lisa. What you'll notice is that this story is not that unusual. You probably have some unimaginable stories at this level, too. We're going to get deeper and deeper, of course, as we go forward. And maybe the next one we share with you will be the one about the ghosts in Savannah, which is really cool, too. So enjoy this one. And then at the end of the story, I put on a little clip of a white light session And Chrissy's channeling the white light, and I asked the white light what they want to talk to us about, and their favorite topic is how to experience anything in joy, and they mean anything. This Sunday, October 22, at 2 p.m. Eastern, we are going to do an activation for all the people who are here at the retreat, and we're going to open up to everyone who's in one of the courses, but we're also going to open up to you if you would like to get involved with that. It's a very fun thing to do. You, we're going to do it by Zoom, and it's about 30 minutes long. It's our famous activation. If you haven't been part of that yet, it's something to check out. And if you would like the link, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And if you could please do us a favor by liking, subscribing, leaving a comment, leaving a review, helping to do what you can to jumpstart this podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. All right, so let's get ready for this episode. Oh, and by the way, we don't have the best sound quality on this one. So excuse us for that. We inadvertently forgot to plug the mic in. So the mic that is running is the one on the computer. And of course, that's not as good as the normal one we have here. So bear with us. We will get these technical issues ironed out, but I don't think it'll be too bad for this one. And then we'll we'll have a new episode in about four or five days, and we'll get that all straightened out. Thanks again for being here. Like, subscribe share this with your friends, leave a comment, leave a review. A review would be the best thing you can do that helps jumpstart everything. Okay, so get ready for this episode. What story do you want to tell?
0: Let's tell the story of the friends we met at the resort.
1: Scott and Lisa? Scott and Lisa. The the Scott and Lisa story? Scott and Lisa story. Are those their real names? Those are their real
0: names, (laughs) or maybe they're not.
1: Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we were at a resort. We won't say where, but it rhymes with <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> yeah. The names have been changed to protect the innocent.
1: But it was a big, a big place.
0: Big, like three or four buildings big, and several or a couple at least very tall story buildings, like yeah. 12, 18 floors, right, like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Well, you guys might figure this out later. But anyway. <laughs> so we were at an event, and in that one of the evenings, we went to dinner in a nice restaurant. And there was a huge wait for tables, but there they said, if you want to eat at the bar, it'll be quicker. And they had a line for the bar. So we got in line to this, for this bar.
0: Yeah. And as we stood in line, a very handsome couple walked up to us and said they had just stepped out of line, joined some friends. But there wasn't enough room at their friend's table. Did we mind if they stepped back in line in the place where they were? And, of course, we said, no problem.
1: Yeah, but you were very angry.
0: Well, of course. I was hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> no.
0: no, it was nice. But we got to talking with them in line yeah. and found out we were there for the same event. And, um, and then we were seated right next to them at the bar.
1: Yeah. And so you were sitting next to Lisa, and I was on the other side of you, and Scott was on the other side of Lisa, but we could pretty much talk to each other and it was fun. And the funny thing was that this was, you know, a few months ago.
0: Uh, more than that, even. Yeah.
1: And then Lisa said, What do you do?
0: Right. And I said, for the first time ever, I'm a medium. And <laughs> I couldn't believe the words came out of my mouth at all. I cannot believe I just did that. And she thought it was cool. She said, oh, well, that's that's really interesting. That's great. Tell me about it. So I did a little bit. Yeah. And I actually gave her my website to go look at, christylevy.com.
1: Cool. <laughs> and But Scott had no interest in this whatsoever.
0: No, she said he didn't believe in it. And I understood that because I didn't either. I didn't used to believe in it either. So I said, no, I get it. I get it. But that's what I do for the most part.
1: All right. And so we had a great conversation and a lot of fun. And then at one point you said the word synchronicity, like she was asking about spiritual stuff and you said, well, do you know what synchronicity is?
0: Right. She said, do you know what synchronicity is? And she said, well, no, not really. I think she even said, you mean serendipity. And so, well, okay. You know, but no. And it's, you know, synchronicity is two seemingly unrelated, causally unrelated events that happen that are identical or similar and seem to happen at the same moment in time and she needed examples and i think i gave her a couple of examples of synchronicity some things that have happened in my past and it's just as much as you get a thought to look over at a clock and the numbers are 11 11 or something that means something to you so she she got it so
1: i don't think she did get it because yeah. <laughs> apparently what happens later is pretty interesting anyway yeah. So uh, the, you guys exchanged Facebook. stuff. We
0: did. We did. I gave her my Facebook and I think she gave me her phone number Mm-mm. or something. No, well, she
1: didn't. Oh, just her Facebook. All, only Facebook. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, That's right. That's right. We just did that. And I didn't think we ever get in touch with that. I mean, we said goodbye and right. I loved them. They were really fun, but I didn't think I'd ever talk to her again.
1: Well, they so, were leaving early the next morning.
0: Okay. Right. right. Yeah. They were heading yeah. out of town.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, So then um, they left, and we left, and Chrissy had put her jacket on a chair five feet from where we were at the bar. And it was funny because before doing that, I was going to put her jacket, like, behind my chair, and she said, no one's going to steal the jacket.
0: Yeah, don't worry about that. And I think I said the words, I've never had anything stolen from me ever, ever. Just put it over here on this table. Right. And we we went to get my jacket to leave, and it was gone. We asked wait staff, we asked managers, it was gone. So I thought, well, okay, psychically, let me see if I can find my way to the jacket.
1: Yeah, before we before we alerted the authorities, we said, we're gonna use psychic ability to find this jacket. <laughs> right. So you picked up the scent, much like a <laughs> blonde, a bloodhound. Right,
0: yeah, I, I said, I think I have it. Mm. And it's. I think it's here. And so we started walking and followed a trail. We ended up following about a 15 to 20 minute walk trail through that building, through little catwalks to another building, to another building, and then eventually out a set of doors where I lost it. Yes. It disappeared. To the
1: outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so then we thought, well, let's just go back to our room. It was getting late. But to get to the room was another 20 minute walk. There's two or three huge towers. And so ours was the furthest north of them, the newer section and so we go to the first floor and there's a bank of six elevators we get on our elevator with other people and the elevator stops a couple of times and gets off at the 10th floor our elevator opens we walk three steps and another elevator opens and who walks out
0: Scott and Lisa <laughs> and this I mean, for two elevators to land on the same floor at the same time, they're, the algorithm of the computer chips just doesn't really work like that. That's really weird for two elevators to stop both on the 10th floor going up.
1: Yeah, because if they're going to stop at the same time, we would have gotten on that elevator with them mm-hmm. on the first floor. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And possibly they were on the second floor, which is another part of it, but still we would have stopped on the second floor. Right. Right.
0: Very weird. And I had,
1: I've had i been in this resort 10, 15 times. I've been there for a week at a time every time. And I've never seen elevators, two elevators open on the same floor ever. Right. Except maybe the first one. Except for the first one. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or the second. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great. So when we got off of the elevator, we all started cracking up, said hi, we were happy to see each other. And I said, you know, Lisa, synchronicity. This is a synchronicity. Right. And she died laughing. Oh, okay.
1: So the universe showed her with experience what synchronicity is after she learned the term and a little bit about it this is what we're learning this is what qlt has taught us right that when you learn something then the universe shows you an experience that locks in that learning yeah so anyway we uh, are lapping and they're the only ones who are getting off the tenth floor. forces so the four of us we leave the elevator room and you go left or right so we turned right and they turned right and we went down but uh 50 feet. You can go straight to some more rooms or you can turn right. We turned right. They turned right. And we keep walking and they're walking and they're like, oh my God, where are you guys? What, for, what room are you in? And so let's keep going. And we go all the way to the end. And our room was the first room before the end. And their, their room was right next door to us. Right. And they had been there the entire time we were there
0: days. So that was, we really cracked up. We died laughing. It was a lot of fun. So we gave them a hug, said good night and stepped into our room. And I don't think we had even taken shoes off. We just walked in, setting down, whatever we had in our hands. And I felt something. I said, oh, I have something. And it was a male, older, and I got a first name and then I think I got some dates. Was it a birthday and year, like birth month and year, or death month and year? I can't remember exactly. Both. Did I? Okay. You
1: got the you got the birth month and year, mm-hmm. probably the birthday too, and the name Robert, mm-hmm. and the death date.
0: Mm-hmm. Great.
1: You got RRR, which you knew was the name of a company.
0: Well, I didn't. I knew I I said, What was RRR? Because I had no idea what that was. He he was saying, showing me triple R, triple R, triple R. Okay. And I didn't have any idea what that meant.
1: And you got him being president or highly involved in the NFL Alumni Association.
0: Right. Something with football. I said, Something really high up with football. And there was something. Something with that. I don't even know that I knew it was NFL necessarily, but it was something really administrative and high up with football. Well, as it turns out, that was the other partner in the RRR was what that was. Okay. Now I remember that, but that's, so I had all this stuff. Oh, and another guy's name, which turned out to be someone's brother. Yeah. So in that, I had a sense somehow it was for, Lisa's husband Scott that we had just walked in. I don't remember exactly how I knew that, because I certainly didn't know his parents were passed away. We, I mean, I barely talked to him, so we didn't know. But
1: another like, thing we, we did know out. is that you've got West Palm Beach, right? And you've got Myrna Greenbaum Way. You got that he was a, it was a retirement home, and, and didn't they didn't like it. like it. He didn't like it. Would yeah
0: I, yeah I know I, it's funny well, here, I remember it sort of yeah
1: but the here's thing. the funny thing about that is I've I lived in West Palm Beach for 40 years mm-hmm. and in our conversation with them I never mentioned once anything about West Palm Beach
0: which normally you would have and then they would have said oh my dad lived that right but we had no idea so that was interesting I think I actually didn't know it was for Scott it just seemed like it was something for them. So I just had the sense to look her up or I guess I looked her up and then somehow got in touch with her Facebook messenger and talked to her on the phone. Cause I know we talked on the phone.
1: Yeah. So, so that night you told her what you had. Right. Right.
0: And she said, Oh my God, that's Scott's father. Yeah. And I said, okay, well I don't have a message, but I will. They usually don't come unless they give me a message. But I don't really have it yet. I think he's just trying to verify who he is. So if you're sure that that's him, let me see what else I will get. And I'll talk to you in the morning. So
1: Another thing that you got, which you didn't share with them, is the thing that's really funny that we found that you can do. Which is, if we know their name um, and what town they live in, you can get their address.
0: Sometimes, yeah. I can, yeah. (laughs) And
1: their phone number. Yeah, <laughs> and so you got her phone number and their address, right? And of course, I'm googling it so I can find out if it's
0: yeah. It I'm just fine. sitting there raw, right? <laughs> okay, what is it? Yeah, yeah, and I actually think that is how I got her phone number. Mm. I think that we. Well, I don't. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Yet. Or maybe you did. Maybe you just googled it. So I don't know. I can't remember.
1: Uh, The funny thing too was the the father said that he did not like the retirement home that he was in. And we found the name, the street was Myrna Greenbaum. So we just sent a funny text saying your father didn't like this woman, Myrna Greenbaum. Right. (laughs) And he's like, Oh my God, that's, that's the street he was on. (laughs) Right. That's the street, the retirement home. Right. Which which we knew.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. Um, Okay. So then next morning, I talked to her and I had something. And so I said, the message for Scott is that these words, we were wrong. The afterlife is real. And she, she said, oh, my God, I have chills. And she had me on speaker and it was quiet for a second. And she said, Christy, Scott's crying. And I said, What? what? okay. That seemed like an odd light softball message but she said let me tell you it is a well-known thing they are very well known for this any party any event any dinner thing we go to any barbecue it doesn't matter scott and his dad would always get into some sort of discussion debate argument about that reincarnation and the afterlife are bullshit yeah and not true at all
1: they were a team on this yes So they both absolutely thought the afterlife was bullshit Mm -hmm. and they would get in arguments with other people. The two of them with other people. right? (laughs)
0: Right. So once I heard that, I thought, holy cow. So that was just so set up for him to his dad was looking for whatever way he could to get that message to him, that this thing that they've been doing says that she said, since Scott was in college, it was, they were just known for it. Oh, here come those two like the dynamic duo of poo pooing <laughs> the reincarnation of the afterlife. Like, that's what they were known for.
1: That's amazing.
0: I know. Crazy story. <laughs> so.
1: so, that's the Scott Lisa story. Mm-hmm. Um, that night, there's another thing that happened that night, too. Was to that
0: night know. or the next night? Sure. Yeah. Was, night, it, that
1: yeah. night or the next night. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You can go ahead. Yeah, we'll tell the story, but you can start it. At-
1: okay. So, we're, In bed and just about to go to sleep. And like you do often, you say, Do you see that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) And like you do, you answer, No, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I could just see, we look at energy on the ceiling, especially in the dark or there's just a little bit of light. I'm always looking at energy and we're always looking at it and seeing it.
1: By the way, you can do this too. When you're going to sleep, um, when there's hardly any light in the room, just stare at the ceiling, and you'll be able to see ribbons, green ribbons generally, and you'll see you'll be able to see maybe shooting stars behind the rhythm, uh, uh, behind the ribbons, and little red little energy bubbles. You think it's your eyes, but this is actually what's going on. This is the energy. And this is the easy time to see it and we've shown a lot of people this and once you get good at looking at this and seeing it you can uh you can see it all the time
0: yeah it's fun but you can see the night sky that's what i like you can see through the ceiling and see the night sky and i love that so i could see shadowy energy that looked like it had form on the ceiling which is very unusual because typically it doesn't so i said, do you see that and you said no and I said it looks like energy that has form, not really human form, but form blobish of some sort, but it looked like you know, I could see a top and a bottom and we could just see this energy. So the- well you
1: could see there you could see two people, well, two faces, two and you said they're looking at us like, do you guys see us?
0: That's when they did, when I recognized it, then it's, they, they were just moving about and it was, it was energy and it looked like, not like a Scooby-Doo ghost, (laughs) it's not that way, but it was form enough that it looked like a person that would be under a sheet. I could tell it was, and I know that sounds hilarious, but when, when, if an arm would move, it was like a, an ink blot that was stretching out. It was that, it looked that way. And it wasn't until I said, "Do you see that?" and we start, you started looking at it, and I was describing it that then they stopped and, like, then I could feel okay. Now I could see they looked more; they had more of a human ah. feel to me, and they were looking at us.
1: Yeah, and they were shocked because no humans had ever seen them before.
0: Right. That was that was, and the communication was odd for me. It was definitely telepathic, but it was limited, like talking to a toddler a little bit or you know, first yeah. grader, right?
1: A little right. bit limited. So we started talking to them and asking questions, and we got their names. Right. Do you remember? I do. Galilei. And Sequoia. And Sequoia. And Sequoia. Okay. But so- they said
0: it in a very rough, abrupt way. It was Sequoia. Yeah. I, and and I I mean it was very clear that way and Galilee he,
1: so right. where we were was in an uh in a Cherokee reservation mm-hmm. and these were obviously Native American spirits of Name. some sort right. right of some sort we knew right right and so one thing I remember I was asking them to come here and they didn't understand that and then I said then you told me to say, be here, or be, be here or be here be like, here yeah be yes. here mm-hmm. yeah they
0: didn't understand past or future reference at all so to do something yeah to come here right that's not really a now thing yeah so it it is be here and then they would come closer yeah.
1: so we asked where are they from and they said, here, here, <laughs> we're like in the hotel
0: <laughs> and they were like, what?
1: What? <laughs> and they here. said, we asked them, were you here before the hotel or, and they said, we were, it was just land. And then there was this building and that's where we, this is where we live.
0: They, right. They, they just said first, it was not here. Yeah. And then it was here. Yeah. So that was when I said, okay, so this past reference, right? You're you're able to to say things like that to me a little bit, but it was really interesting that they could say it was not here, then it was here, and now we're here. Yeah. And it it was, yeah, strange.
1: Um they then we we said can you see us or what do you see? We got in this little conversation about that. And then they said, we'll show you what we see. That was cool. And so we closed our eyes and we both got this image of what they see is a two dimensional surface. Yes. They can tell that there's people moving, but the people are two dimensional, you know? Yes. And so imagine you're sitting at a table. They know that that's a table and then the two-dimensional people are were, what color were they? Were they black?
0: They were, yeah, they were blackish, like a henna, sort but, of, yeah. tattoo almost, right?
1: But then there was a purple there rhythm was, going through it, Little lines going through it, Little right?
0: lines going, zigging through it. And they were purple, violet lines going through it, and it was energy that they could pick up. Yeah,
1: right? so that's how they knew people were alive compared to things,
0: Right. That's that. Yeah. That's the way I understood it. Anyway, they could pick up vibration and they were drawn to the room because of the energy. And I had been meditating in that room. We both had at some point I was doing readings in there. Remember, I had my computer and I was doing readings every day from that room. So they were drawn to the energy. Now, some of the things we know from talking to them, we also were talking to my inner self. Yeah. Seraphim. So Seraphim. she was answering much of it. Right. She
1: was being like a translator. Right. For it.
0: So what she told me was that the consciousness that is those two. It was if they had lived a life on that reservation some some time ago. And in some way wanted to remain a part of the physical experience of that place. So it was just a little bit of the consciousness focused there that could be consciously have the fingertip on that time and space reality there. So it was very interesting. And that's why they were childlike. They, their design wasn't to evolve or to, grow to learn to give to serve it wasn't really that it was just there to observe this space and be there
1: keep tabs on the energy Mm -hmm. so that the consciousness always had a piece of it at that location and we asked can you leave and they were confused by this (laughs) what we got to understand was that around the property was this this whiteness they could go into the whiteness but there was nothing there, so they would just come right back to the property, and they could move through the walls, obviously, and go anywhere. They did not sleep. They did not. Sleep. They were. They were. They were
0: not uh, physical at all. They were a
1: little physical. A little bit. Right. I you could, see could see them, it. but mostly well, not. So, and they were. Seraphim said they were poltergeists, but not ghosts. Right. The tur- closest to this would be poltergeists, but they're definitely not ghosts. And in fact, our next story coming up, will tell you about the ghosts that we rescued in Savannah. And that'll be interesting because the ghosts are completely different than what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, not scary at all.
0: No, no, not at all. So more about this. One of the funny things about them was that for some reason they attached to you you said, be here. And they came to your side. We played a couple of games and I said, can you be different forms? And one of them went on the blank side of the wall. And I said, be a cat. And it took a shadow shape of a cat and then jumped out toward, they did a couple of things that were very interesting. I never did quite exactly pin down which one was which at times I thought I knew, but it was difficult and then they attached to you and sort of following you around. Yeah.
1: But well. another game we played was we were making energy balls and then we yeah. were playing catch. Hacked. And at first they were dodging them.
0: Right. They were <laughs> moving out of the way. Right. That's right. There was something that you did that they thought you meant go away.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: I can't, I think you were waving waving your hand. I'm not sure what it was, but they started to they thought you wanted them to go away right. and so i had to say no 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 that's come back come back no. so and they i had a hard time with some of that communication right so yeah. be with us be with us be with us and so they didn't understand so they followed you around i could walk away and they did not mind if we were sitting together we went outside and they hovered up high but as soon as you stood up to go throw something in the trash they came down, got right behind you and stayed and followed you like you were Santa Claus or the Pied Piper.
1: They yeah. stayed right with you. Right on my shoulder.
0: Right mm-hmm. right yeah. behind you. And um, went down with you, uh, you know, a couple different times. So then the next day after this happened, I am walking through this place mm. and it is gigantic. And there's a little area that's sort of a very like a shopping mall sort of thing. Not not huge, but enough. But the ceilings are extraordinary. They're very tall. Yeah. And the signs for the businesses are up really high. At my height, I never even see them. I didn't know they were up there. I see them in the window, but not up high.
1: They're up high because when you get on the escalator, you come down. And so they're at the height of it when you get on, so you can see, see them. Up. But when you're walking on the floor, they're way up there.
0: Right. So I had never noticed these signs at all. I'm walking through this mall, not even thinking about the two from the night before. And someone just says, look up. And I look up right above me is the sign for this gorgeous gift shop, outdoor shop there. And the name of it is Sequoia.
1: Spelled exactly the same way.
0: It's spelled exactly the way we were told that yeah. that, that name was spelled.
1: Not the way that it's spelled for the tree. Not the tree. No. Yeah, this way.
0: So that was enough for me. I said, oh my God, that's crazy. I took a picture of the sign. I could post it in the show notes.
1: Then I, um,
0: <laughs>
1: then I, uh, Oh, did research and Google, and in that area was a famous Native American who was the first to translate Cherokee into English, and his name was Sequoia.
0: That's right. I forgot about that part. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. All right.
1: Yep. Oh, and um, her name, again, is... Galilei. And that means... I don't remember. It's like beautiful one or something like that. Yeah,
0: so it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we looked it up. It was great, it. but I don't remember what it was.
1: Yeah. All so you right. no. Well, there you go. And that was our first...
0: Believe that.
1: Yeah, but you're not going to believe that. No one's going to believe <laughs> no. that. But then That's if, if you do, then uh, you'll want to be here for next week, and we will talk about um, helping some very, very famous ghosts in Savannah, possibly the most famous ghosts. To, to uh, also, we won't want to spill the beans, but we helped them. We did help them, yeah.
0: I, I would say we did. <laughs> they might have a different <laughs> opinion, but I think we did.
1: That is <laughs> a wild story. If you haven't heard that one, be here next week. Yeah. Be here, be, be here, be here, be here. You know, um, Serfim said, I, you know, I said, you don't have time in the non physical, and she said. Well, Topio remembers time before me, you know. Remembers before me, you know. right? And so then, they have time, yeah. Right. They, they have a little time. bit, yeah. They do. Interesting. Okay. All right. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. All right. There's the Scott and Lisa story. That was one of the very mild, easy ones. You probably have stories like that. They're going to get a little bit deeper. We'll do the one about the ghost in Savannah next week. And now I have the white light being channeled by Christy, talking about you can experience anything in joy. If you'd like to hear that one, just keep listening. Um, and if you want to check out more stuff about Christy, it's christylevy.com. And you can see what she does over there. Uh, you can do some coaching or have a white light session of your own or meet maybe even a medium session. All right, here we go into the white light session. We were thinking about all kinds of different topics to talk about today, but then we thought, why don't we let you read our vibration and see where you want to go with this?
0: We can feel in the vibration of Christy specifically, there is a powerful asking about experiencing anything in joy. This is something of uh, elusive nature to her. She feels that. She can do this at times, and in others, not at all. Does this topic fit
1: Yes. for today? Sure does.
0: Okay, then let's begin. We will start by discussing just this thought that anything can be experienced in joy. Christy has been going through something that she has been able to see the benefit in much of it, to see how it benefits others ultimately, but to go through the process of listening and discussing and planning and revealing things that, possibly are unknown to those in her life that she loves, that their reactions and the general feeling of those around her tends to cause her to choose a vibration that is sad, even hopeless. We reminded her recently of an experience that she had. One She has had in different ways many times. There's a reason for this experience. She was rock climbing. And in her climbing, she came to a place where she could not see anywhere to reach. There was no bubble. There was no ledge. There was nothing for her hands or her feet. And she recognized this. She looked down and saw that she was 100 to 150 feet from the ground, and there was no way to climb down. The only way to go was up, but yet she could not see any way to go up at all. She was advised by her leader, her coach, on this experience to immediately push herself away from the rocks. As a instinct by a human, this need to stay up, to not fall down would instantly cause one to cling to the rock, to lean all the way into the rock. And so counterintuitively, the best way to do this is to push the body away every inch of the body, with the exception of the toes and the fingertips that are touching the rock. She did this and immediately felt somewhat better just by pushing herself away from that which she feared. Then as she was frozen with this fear, she had the thought that possibly she could die. And she looked at that thought and examined it and, and realized that this really wasn't that bad. That if she did die, perhaps she could find some humor in that. And in that thought, she reached for something that was funny. And she received the thought that in her death, that it would be an excellent story for those that loved her, specifically the husband that she would leave behind, that this would help him get dates, get lots of other girls by saying that he was widowed and that his wife perished in a rock climbing accident. As she thought this and thought it all the way through to to that moment, she began to laugh. And when she saw the humor in that, the humor in the fear actually coming true, the fear actually happening that she would die, Then as she began to laugh, she had the thought to look up again, look up. And as she did, she just began to reach out. She did not know what was there, but she was led immediately to the next spot and the next spot. And she held on to the humor and then gained the understanding that she was moving she was moving forward, she was moving up, and she could see that she was closer and closer to the next pitch on her climb adventure. And she came to the top and pulled herself up and stood up and looked down at the path that she had just climbed. This moment of recognizing the fear and analyzing that fear, understanding what what is it exactly that I am afraid of? And then possibly finding something in that fear that is humorous and following that humor all the way through it, letting yourself feel it. She let herself feel the laughter. She even moved with the laughter. And when you do this, you begin to just change your perspective a bit not just on the experience itself, but on that thing that you are afraid of.
1: I love listening to the white light. I love the pure information in it. You can ask them anything. It's uh, really fun for me to do that. If you want to do your own white light sessions, go to ChrissyLevy.com, check that out. And maybe if you want to book a session with her, and of course, listen to the Joshua Live podcast, that's where I'm channeling Joshua. And that's found anywhere podcasts are found. If you have any comments, please leave them below, or you can send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Thanks for being here. And we'll have another episode for you in about three or four days. Bye.